Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. So I was figuring for this podcast, we could talk about the fact that we both have girlfriends now. <laughs> I, think, I think if you were to ask, you know, a hundred people in the Kiev party scene, who are the two guys who are least likely to have a girlfriend ever? <laughs> the answer would have been. Hold on, I gotta show you this, man. I've Jody. never bought, never bought flowers in my life except for my grandma on her birthday. <laughs> Dude, look what I've, look what I've gone through. Like, look, wow, Christ. flowers on. Cost me a fortune, and I never bought any girls any flowers in my life. Only to my grandma once or twice on her birthday or something like that. So you can I actually how, <laughs> before I moved to Kiev, I only bought flowers for like my girlfriend on some very special occasions. Never did that either, brother. Never. Because, I mean, in the U.S., if you give a girl flowers who you're not, like, exclusively dating, she's going to think you're a loser. You know, like, it's probably the same wow. in Canada, too. Um, here also is the same thing, because here she's, you know, like, why did I buy these flowers? Because she's telling me, well, you know, it's not the uh, thing. It's, it's the fact that you think about me and you, like, want to make me happy. I always right. had a problem with that, especially in Israel. In Israel, when I lived in Israel... We don't buy flowers because it's for a. It's kind of embarrassing to walking to to be walking with on the street. Like I'm, totally. I'm like I'm. I feel like I'm like I don't know like I, terrible. I I walked half a block yesterday when I bought him. I felt so embarrassed. It was it was ridiculous. I feel the same and way. The I want to put like a bag over the flowers so no one can see me carrying them. The second them. thing is I always tell him, listen, I'm gonna I'm. You want something that's gonna die in four days. It's like giving you debt. I, I don't I don't I don't see the point of like maybe it's my Israeli side talking right now, but buying something that will definitely die, not maybe not, you know, they will definitely die and a pretty slow and, and, and fucked up death. Why the fuck yeah. do you want something like that? And why? Is it like showing you that oh yeah, he cares about me, so he's gonna throw this money out in the garbage, basically, because it's something that's gonna die, but this is just for him, for me to like saddle him, you know, into place that saying that, oh yeah, like he buys me like useless fucking gifts because he should, or he can, or whatever. It's, I, I never understood it. The psychology around it, I feel is, uh, it's like one of those things that's been around so long, people just kind of, you know, go with the flow rather than try to for, you know let's let's save all these flowers once a month or whatever and let's go on a trip after you know yeah let's like let, write down these flowers that are saying uh we should start a a movement for ban the flower giving yeah don't give death don't present give death, death. <laughs> i think it's pretty legitimate you know my grandma I can't I can't 
I would not, and I will not try, and I will never, never convince her that this is wrong. But like you know, young girls, you know, modern girls, like why the hell do you want flowers? For what does it do to you? Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Luckily, they're cheaper in Ukraine than they are in the U.S. So they're very cheap, very cheap. But still, it's it's the, it's the act of it, and like the walking on the street with it. I walked into downstairs to the uh, to my building, and the concierge saw me with flowers. I thought I'm gonna die. <laughs> I thought I thought I'm gonna die from shame. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and then we argued about it a long time ago. I'm like, listen, like okay, like I buy you the flowers because I came in because I had no choice. They love it. They love it so much. But uh, so tell tell me the story how you ended up with your girlfriend. Well. Oh, we were doing a, a beauty queen contest. I don't know. I don't remember if you were there. We were yeah, I didn't go, but I, I remember it. Yeah, so I, I was organizing with my uh, Top Kiev Girls uh, uh, PR company. We were organizing a beauty contest at this club we worked with. And she, she like I saw, I'd, I'd never seen her before. And I saw her and I was like, wow, she's so like, good looking and so like always smiling and always like happy and like this and that you can you can you can sense the energy and then she won second place i got pissed off about it <laughs> but anyways weren't you the judge huh i was one of the judges but I, not not the only judge uh, you know like there's other other people like voted for some other girls i guess so it wasn't rigged it's the first uh, beauty no, I, I, yeah. I never do rigged stuff i never like people actually offered me to pay me money to get one of their girls to win or whatever. I, I never do that. I don't believe in that. I don't think if it's not yeah. um, authentic, I, I, it's not, I, I don't do it. So, yeah. so yeah. So, and then we start talking a little bit and then like, she has amazing personality and very good, like energy about her. Like she's always smiling and stuff like that. So we talked that day. She actually met a different guy. She started going out with this other guy that she met at this, at this party and then uh and then i don't know we, we start oh we then we hung out one one more time and and the third time i think she realized that i was the only one for her and we started going out of day <laughs> what happened to the other guy he just kind of the other guy the other guy we she she had a problem with the other guy he was like violent and like he's like slapped her it was actually an italian guy I, I couldn't believe it. Right? Guy, Italian guy that's living here in Kiev, and she told me that he was abusive and he slapped her and like, like, very fucked up stuff. Um, thank God I'm not young anymore, like I used to be 10, 15 years ago. I would probably go and get him, but I'm not into that anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we're just dating, and now it's the stage when she's like, you know, giving me all these, uh, you know, like trying to muscle me into things. She, the reason I bought the flowers, by the way, is because uh, I told her I'm not buying flowers. She's like, oh, you have to, you have to. What, what kind of men are you? You don't buy flowers. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't, that's, you know, if you want any other kind of men, then there's a lot of them out, out there. And she's like, oh, you have to, you have to show me that you care about me. I said, I said, no, I'm not going to. Then she, she buys herself her own flowers. She puts it on, on, on the story on Instagram. And like going off about like, oh, like this guy makes me feel so like special, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know she bought the flowers for her. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a complete idiot. 
So I blocked her from Instagram, <laughs> not to see those stories anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were, this is recently. Yeah, yeah, it's just like uh, last week. So yeah, so we've been fighting back and forth. So I said, you know, and then my friend's girlfriend bought, got flowers from my friend and she's following her friend. And then I, I thought that's it. He fucked me, he completely fucked me. <laughs> like, like now I have no choice but to buy her flowers. So I just bought her flowers. But, did you unblock uh, Instagram? Huh? Did you unblock her yet? No, not from Instagram. It's better like this. <laughs> it's better like this. It does solve problems to block uh, uh block your significant other on Instagram. <laughs> it's honestly it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's so many fights that are caused by Instagram, it's unbelievable. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, when she's following your stories and stuff like that, she could interpret something that you didn't mean to be a thing, especially in, in you know, my line of work and my line of uh, things. You know, I have to be a little bit more, uh, you know, show-offy. And yeah. sometimes she doesn't interpret it stuff. And she's like, oh, what the hell? I saw your story. What is that? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you know, it's my image, it's my whatever I do, it's my thing, it's nothing, uh, nothing bad has been done, but, you know, a little bit of thing. So now I blocked her because of these flowers, but now my life is a lot quieter. <laughs> how often, uh, how often do you guys see each other? She's, she actually moved into my house. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and uh, no other point, it's like, you know. What you guys have been dating kind of like around the same time as me and Maria, I think, like three and a half months, three months. Ah, way after you. Not really. Way after you. I think about a month, about two months, about something like that. I don't even know the 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 the, uh, the dates. That's the next date. conflict I'm gonna have. I have no idea about what date we start dating, what date we. I have no, absolutely no. If you if you put a gun to my head right now and ask me when did you start dating, I have no idea. <laughs> that's that's the next flowers I have to buy, I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. So I buy flowers for Maria once a month on our anniversary, which is on the fifth, like our month anniversary. And I mean, for such a easy thing to do, you know, it costs twenty bucks. I walk down to the the, you know, they always sell them in the metro station. Here in Mexico, it's going to be more difficult. So I don't know where the fuck to buy them. But at least in Kiev, you know, they cost $15, $20. And it's like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, she's so happy about the flowers. I'm like, all right, well, should have been doing this. Oh, it's really, it's not the money. It's not the time wasted on it because honestly, it's. Yeah, it's a principle, of course, that they're going to die. I'm with you. But I've just kind of learned to accept the that part of it and that's not going to change but um but back to so you guys have been together for a couple months what what i'm curious about is how did your reputation as you know a party animal affect the courtship process um was she aware of your reputation we haven't talked about it so i think she's uh, she might be like um you know, denying it or like bottling it up. Uh, how did she, 
how did she how did she join the so you met her at the at the beauty pageant how did she get into the beauty pageant how she what sorry how did she hear about the beauty pageant oh because her friend that's in our uh, party cycles and her her friend her best friend is actually like somebody that i know for a while it's yulia it's old yulia i don't know if you remember her and yeah. she's just like she's a, she's like oh you have to go uh you will surely win and she went and she won second place uh right. she's not from this uh, honestly the reason i'm honestly but bottom line is the reason i'm going out with her she's because she's not from our circles of like partying and and things oh, uh, she's not if she was i probably wouldn't take her seriously and uh you know like right. you know the who girl Exactly. I mean, that's, that's why I, you know, was interested in Maria because she was not from our circle. Yeah. Um, I remember she was all, always so shocked when she was in our circle. She was like, <laughs> what, yeah. what are these guys doing? What, who are these guys? Yeah. So for me, it was like part of the courtship process with, with Maria um, was undoing my horrible reputation. Um, but it was kind of it was kind of a double-edged sword because she knew who I was. I I had a horrible reputation, uh, but but at least she knew who I was. So there was some level of intrigue there, um, because any publicity is good publicity, they say. But the reason why she she kind of came into my life is because I was friends with Anya, and um, I never like I was. Anya was just, Anya was like 18 and she didn't have a lot of sexual energy. So I never tried to hook up with her. I always kept her as a friend and, you know, I helped her with some business stuff and I had her work for me. And Anya was always telling Maria, oh, you have to meet Robbie. He's such an amazing guy. And that overrode all of the negative shit she had heard about me through just the grapevine. And I feel like most of the negative shit isn't fair. It's a lot of it is tied to you know some of the other I think, guys I think right we will the the um uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity thing because he right. obviously makes you you know makes makes them interested in you because that's what I tell them like not not to not to Katya the 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 girl that I'm dating right now but in general she's like oh like girl you know how girls are like oh you like this that you party you fucked half of the city I'm like all the girls are around you. I'm like, okay, then go find a guy that nobody wants. You know, like, like <laughs> so it's it's you know, it's like it's like it's like the egg and the and the chicken. Like, if if you're popular, there's there's a reason why you're popular, and everybody wants to hang around with you or be be around you. But then you cannot come to me and say, oh, you're a motherfucker because you you know you hang out with all these people. But if you don't want somebody that everybody wants to hang out with then you know go get somebody that that's not interesting that not all the girls you know like want to hang out with and and this, this, this is this is the case but in this situation i think she realizes like she knows obviously because she's not you know like she's been living on this earth for the past whatever <laughs> uh but i think she just realizes that yeah like you know there's with, with you know the, there's a territory that you you come with you come like you cannot what, erase the, the the past or what or like being like a virgin again or like you know like 
there's there's no there's no it's it's either you realize that and and she's very like out of this uh, uh, the whole scene and she's I wouldn't say naive but she hasn't seen a lot of things this is a lot of times actually like pretty fucks me up because when she says oh I've been such a bad girl I'm thinking to myself you know the bad girls that we know I'm like I'm like I'm like you know, hold on, <laughs> holding to my seat. I'm like, fuck, bad girl. I'm like, what did you do? And she's like, oh, I did this and I did that. I'm like, I'm like Shit, that's not a bad girl. <laughs> that's, that's not even that, nothing. I stayed up <laughs> till 5 a.m. and I got a little yeah, too yeah, drunk. Yeah. I drank a little <laughs> bit too much and I felt shitty. I came home late. Oh, I've been such a bad girl. And in my <laughs> mind, in your mind also, when a girl says I've been bad, it's not bad. It's fucking terrible <laughs> a lot of a yeah. lot of things like crack me up but she really she's like she's an angel compared to what me and you like the people that we know and the girls that we know is like like right about her because if she was one of the things i don't think i would be able to take her seriously like you know there's a lot of people that i like that are from our circles but i wouldn't be able to seriously be in a relationship with a girl that you know like yeah i mean that's that's an interesting point too um well so to, so to wrap up the first point it's the whole idea that like girls will complain if a guy is a player or not, i don't want to use the word player because that's a negative connotation but women will complain if a guy has a ton of experience or they'll be like oh he's a slut or he's a man whore but it won't change the fact that they're still going to be interested in you it won't cock block you. Whereas being a guy that gets no action will cock block you for sure. So, and one thing I'm constantly running into is guys saying like, oh, I'm looking for a life to start. The conversation will not start if the guy is not interesting. Right, right. And the guy's not had, Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. And I've had guys, a lot of clients and random guys I talk to like, oh, I'm trying to find something more serious. So I don't want girls to know that I'm social and I'm party. I'm like, you're making a mistake. Like, because now she's going to think you're boring and that you have no options. So you're going to like, <laughs> girls will forgive you for, for being a stud. Like you ever seen the Jim Jeffries difference between sluts and studs? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. It's like the guys, the guys and the girls, uh, you know. Yeah. It's hard to be a stud. It's easy to be a slut. So yeah. girls might be upset that you're a stud, but they'll still respect you for it. Yeah. And therefore you can still, you know, you're better off being a stud than hiding. But then the other point is, um, you know, it's kind of funny that both of us are, you know, we've basically done all of the extreme partying anyone could do and like had yeah. just about the most ridiculous amount of fun with crazy party girls that anyone could do. Yeah, both and, and someone sometimes I think like, oh yeah, I'm open-minded. I could totally date a girl who was like a total crazy party hoe like me. And I tried a few times, of course. That's, that's but dating, there's a difference between dating and taking somebody seriously. You know, right. like I've dated girls like I've dated crazy girls too. It's there's there's it's specific kind of fun, uh, but mm -hmm. you, how can you be serious? You know, like. That's know. what I found, but with the girls that I met that were kind of on my level of crazy, um, like, you know, we'd have fun and we'd party, but I never really trusted them. 
and I always thought that, and like Pustavar, for example, she's a perfect example. Like she was great. We we're on the same page. We had a lot of fun, but like I never trusted her. And I always felt like she was just basically when the next cool, shiny object came around, like, huh. Let me go there, which is which is what happened. What it is, because that's what it was built on, and that's what, how it started to begin with. And this is who the person is. You cannot like, what are you gonna say? Like change? No, this is this is another thing that that I have uh, with my girlfriend right now. Because we're partying and she parties with us, she tells me, "Oh, you have to change." I'm like, "Listen, you gonna change me? You know, you 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 met me, you like me. Now you're gonna change me. After you're gonna change me, I'm gonna be." somebody totally different and you're gonna say who the fuck is this right <laughs> like exactly. you know, so i'm like i'm like thinking i like you anymore. yeah so so like pustovar is the same thing you you got into this relationship knowing where you stand because you know who she is so like that's why you like that's why i say like girls like that i could not take them seriously i could date them i could be like in, in this, some sort of relationships with them but it's not it's not really how do I say it? Not to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, uh, there's no fear. It's just just to do something to you know to have some kind of fun to like have some kind of a you know a time so, to hang out. A, yeah, a better way to say that is, I had I had kind of like even though I was in the crazy sort of lifestyle, I was always kind of looking for a girl that wanted to meet someone through that lifestyle, but then kind of wanted to slow down that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, like it's a great place to meet, to meet girls and have maximum fun. It may not be the best place to meet the girls who, who are more trustable, but it's a great place to just party and have fun, yeah. which you and I both like to do. Um, and I was just always careful not to get too involved with the crazy party girls yeah. um, because the odds of taking someone out of that environment is very uh, how about, how about Mila? <laughs> well Mila Mila tried to do it to me that's a perfect example like what I tried to do I tried to get Pustavar to be normal and have like a normal relationship Mila tried to get me to be normal and have a normal relationship but Mila cannot yeah. Mila is like it's like a big fucking like it's it's like it's like it's like I, it's like letting the 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 the, the, uh, the cat watch the the cream i don't like i don't even know how to explain it mila was like a psycho like bigger than both of us i think together she's done some stuff that i wouldn't even be <laughs> proud of and then she turns around and tells you but no but you you have to be a good boy now <laughs> because i said so how does that work <laughs> i mean i understand what she was trying to do um because i've done it on the same side too it's like most people who are in that party scene I feel like on some level are looking for a partner that they can then exit the party scene with and have more of a normal everybody life. is man eventually yeah. everybody's looking for for love or whatever or relationship or everybody is like you know me and you were never like going around and saying oh I, I need to meet somebody today oh i have to meet somebody or i'm gonna be like i was i always took it easy like like if it comes it comes if it doesn't i'm not gonna get out of my way or like sacrifice my life or my thing for something that is not, you know, not amazing. So I right. always, I'm, I'm not, even today, I'm not afraid to be, you know, alone for the rest of my life. I, I don't have any of these uh, uh, issues. So that's why I'm more relaxed. The people- That's that a I really important frame 
that's I mean that's a very healthy frame. Like if you can't be happy alone, you're gonna have a really hard time being happy with someone because you're now, you know, generating that happiness from them. And and it's you know, that's like a needy sort of vibe, and that's not gonna work. They're gonna feel it. So like your approach to getting in a relationship is is what I always, you know, try to promote because that's the healthiest place to be. It's like, eh. I'm having fun. I'm doing me. If it comes along, great. And if it doesn't, I'm okay. Yeah. And I, I, I don't understand these people that are walking around like, oh, I have to get married. I have to find a girl. These guys get so, so, so fucked at the end of the day. And I've seen them after getting getting divorced, getting fucking Always. put together for a lot of, you know, <laughs> everything. So I, I don't know. It's To me, it was always, always natural not to like, you know, like to be myself, to have fun in the process. And if really, if it comes along, if something special comes around, then yeah, I've, I was always open for that. Um, right. And, and I think, I think you're right. This is the right way to go, to go about it because then you also like, like you said, you like, you, that's, that's the vibe that you give around like this desperateness or like, you know, like, it's like going down and like, guys, yeah, these guys are, are willing to do anything and being like somebody else's like doormats and like girls don't like that. Girls yeah. don't like a doormat. They'll try to make you a doormat after they get together with you. If you fall, you're fucked. This is what right. this is. <laughs> it's kind of like a big test, right? It's like girls fantasize about finding like a ridiculous player and turning him into like a perfect house husband. But if you actually turn into that house husband, then she gets bored. Yeah, she looks like, who the fuck is that? I like this, you know, like outgoing, like, you know, like macho alpha male guy. And now I made him into a fucking little uh, doormat. Now I just every time I walk in ho home, I like brush my, uh, you know, clean my feet out of him. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like, that's not who I like at the beginning. Totally. And it's so seductive as a guy to like get a girlfriend and just kind of coast along, be comfortable, want to try to please her, but the act of pleasing her is just putting you more and then in the hole. One day you wake up, all your friends even think that you're a doormat, and you're mm -hmm. like, you're like, who am I? Like now she like, you know, she she gives me like instructions on the phone, like go do this, go do that, and like like you lose yourself and you 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 lose yourself in front of yourself, in front of her. And then she realized, she also wakes up one day and says, who is that? Who is the, where's the alpha male that I liked so much? Right. <laughs> Who's this guy wearing an apron fucking <laughs> cleaning, cleaning the kitchen? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so that brings up the next question that I'm sure a lot of guys who are watching this will be thinking. Um, you know, if you were a non-monogamous, insano, player you know man whore um at what point do you consider monogamy or how do you bring up that conversation to avoid monogamy if that's the road you want to take or how do you get into monogamy without losing your alphaness um because that's something i i can share about with you know that i've dealt with recently but i'm curious with what how that progressed with you my my problem with uh with monogamy or non-monogamy is, is obvious. Monogamy doesn't work, don't tell anybody. It will never work. On the other hand, um, uh, poly, 
polygamy yeah polygamy uh -huh. is like is like if it's open and it's it's it's, it's out on the table um then it's okay if you go I, I don't believe in like going behind the back and you know and doing stuff and especially somebody that you like and trusts you and like going and, and doing like you know like basically backstabbing that person i don't believe in that but i don't, so don't believe in what about don't ask don't tell that's you go and do things but you don't ask you don't tell it's, it's this this approach is very popular in the in the eastern european thing but then once you get caught and everybody gets caught eventually come on like it, it you know shit always flows when it shit hits the fan you're in uh you're you're in trouble even though it's like not you know not it's, she gave you the idea that it was okay or was not so bad i think um i i think that once you at least i'm gonna speak say speak from my uh, side when you meet somebody and like obviously at first she's like no way it's never gonna happen are you fucking kidding me i'll see you with another girl i'll fucking murk you blah 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 it's always starts like that but then slowly slowly once you trust and you uh, um um get into a relationship slowly it will open up because it's natural everybody does that i i believe i don't know um I, I, I think it just takes time. Some some girls, it would take less time. Some girls, it would take more time. But if you don't have anything to uh, hurry, I would just let her write. I'm sure she would come to you and say, hey, how about like, let's try with a girl, you know, like stuff like that. This is from my experience. All my life has been like this. Uh, yeah. Because they, they like, you know, they have their egos and they're like, oh, like, oh, like, what you gotta bring another girl home? Never over my dead body. I'll kill you. I'll kill her. I'll kill. I'll kill the whole block. Yeah, that's fine. But then slowly, it's curiosity, and it's like a little bit, and it's becoming mainstream, like this, you know, threesomes and stuff like that. It's already like it's you know, like it's not like 15, 20 years ago when it was like, oh my god, you had a threesome. Today it's like it's like you know, it's, it's part of us. So I, I, I believe that it will come. I, I don't even put it on the table right now. Yeah. So you don't but, even bring it up. You just assume no. at some point it'll likely naturally happen. Yeah. I, 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 it, it happens every time. And actually, I've been proven that every time with every girl. It's always like this. It starts yeah. very harshly, never over my dead body. And then she's the one that's, you know, that's that's a thing. Because it, again, I believe that's their ego and they're like, how do I like live with myself if I uh, think? But then once she gets comfortable, she understands that she's number one and she's like this and that. And, and then comfortable when, when they're comfortable enough and they trust you enough, I think they usually come and, and, and you know, themselves uh, offer that or like. Uh, usually Yeah. And then I, once, I think once they'll, that, instigate, it, they'll instigate it if they think you're the type of guy who can handle it. If you don't seem like that type of guy, then they, I don't, I think they'll be like, oh, he's not ready for that. And then they fall away. Because I've seen that happen with, with guys. Also, managing that, managing a threesome, it's not an easy, it's not an easy breezy thing, especially when there's feelings involved. You know, like it's it's not a simple thing as every like all the guys, most of the guys think, you know, oh yeah, I came in, I 
did that, did this, you know, 50-50. And, you know, I would, it's not like that. There's, there's a lot of management, management skills and, and people skills that, that are involved in that. And you have to be a very, very big um, emotional intelligence to see and feel and understand, like, you know, where the wind is blowing right. <clears throat> and, and, and acting accordingly. Because let's face it, like every girl's uh, thing is that uh, it's very simple. It's stupid, but it's very simple. Oh, how, what happens if he likes her more than me? He's gonna, oh yeah, bitch, I'm gonna get up, like throw your shit out of the house and move her shit. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all they worry about. All they worry about. They always would tell me, like my ex-girlfriends would say, oh, let's have sex with another girl, but somebody that we don't know. Because, you know, like, A, they don't want people talking about it, even though they will talk about it, about themselves after. And B, yeah. that, you know, that, oh, maybe he likes my friend better than he likes me. <laughs> maybe now he's going to be, you know, having a, I don't know, like, like, moving her in and, like, moving me out. This is all they care about. And when they're enough, uh, when they're comfortable enough with you and they trust you enough, all that leaves the you know leaves the room just disappears yeah that's that's basically been my experience too um did uh so you guys haven't had any conversations about that things have just kind of naturally been going in the we're, we're, we're being closer how, how much are you guys going out and partying together huh how much are you guys going out and partying together once a week like we used to but she doesn't, you know, like party so hardcore. So she just like, you know, at one point she just goes and sleeps and we like continue parties and and, and stuff like that. That's what I also like about her that she doesn't stay up all night and, you know, like yeah. this and that. Um, she just like, she drinks, 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 and then she goes to sleep. Um, yeah. and, and it's fair, right? Like <clears throat> also don't, you know, I don't, I don't hide anything from her. I'm like, listen, like, we're all here in my party home like you know everybody's here she's sleeping in the other room so there's no problems right she's not jealous she's not worried about anything happening anything mm. but but I, I think i'm gonna slow down a little bit partying anyways because uh i'm never gonna stop i think even at age of 80 i'll be you know partying somewhere sometimes but but i think like slowing down for at least for like a little while mm -hmm. also for uh uh, even just like health reasons just to like you know like we've been yeah. I, I don't think it's such a bad thing so so we'll see but in general like I'm I'm always like open-minded and dynamic if you know if that's how I feel like doing I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna like convince her that it's fine doing it but if not then then not so right. parties is not an issue um I don't know. We'll see down the road. I never, never say never, you know? Yeah. Do you guys, um, how have you found the like day-to-day -day living together routine lifestyle emerging? Like you guys, you work from home, obviously, and a lot of, you know, you're in events. Well, now I have a reason to go out. <laughs> so... So now she's studying. She's in the university, right? So she's uh, she's got her studies here in my office. So she sits there. 
I go downstairs in the, you know, the coffee, the downstairs, the coffee shop, the really cool one. I'm just having all my whole work day is just down there, like meetings, you know, sit downs with people. Like it's, it's amazing. So it's great. And gives me a chance to, <laughs> to, to get out of the house. <laughs> I think that's no. important. And I think that's a, a struggle that a lot of couples are facing now, of course, during quarantine. Um, and especially during like, you know, people are working remotely. Um, and uh, babe, I think a podcast can turn that shit off. Um, so yeah, now, now the fact that people are working from home and you can end up like being in the same room working, but it's not the same as how most couples used to experience you know, their normal everyday lifestyle where, you know, the traditional, like back in the 50s, 60s, you know, guys would go to work, they go to the office from nine to five, they'd come home, you know, have dinner together as a family, do something at night. But that, that time apart, I feel like is important. Because uh, of course it is, of course it is. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't read the, like, you know, local news here in Ukraine, but in Israel, domestic violence, and you know, like uh, like a lot of women got got killed because people got you know they put them in a in a room. You cannot leave. You cannot. It's a lot of. It's very stressful. Like I, not only girls, like with guys, I cannot be always like you know like I need like to go and you know I need to think about my stuff. I need to like I cannot be always like in the same thing. Yeah, when you have the honeymoon period and stuff like that, okay, but that's not reality. Reality right. is 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 really like it's very 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 uh mentally challenging to be stuck in one one person in in like you know in a box yeah in israel domestic violence went like hundreds of percents up uh like like crazy but i can see that it's it's, it's not you know that's why that's why i claim that you know this this whole quarantine and all this this whatever like lockdowns for corona is actually the 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 medicine is more more hurting than than the um, than the, uh, the, the the than the virus itself because okay. you know men like even sitting like by yourself first of all by yourself being on, on lockdown by yourself not being able to do anything it's very challenging mentally then it's even more challenging when you have somebody that you know like your wife that let's face it not everybody fucking even likes their wives. And then she's like, she's she's got her opinion, opinion. You got your opinion, and then like this and that. But then you cannot leave because usually you at least know that you can get up and leave. Here you just say like, I, I have to listen to this, and then you snap, and then anything can happen, you know. And then imagine, imagine being in a situation where you're with a woman who you're not, you know, like your your marriage or your relationship is is kind of on the rocks. And then you've got two or three kids and the kids are now at home because schools are closed and you're all stuck together. Oh my God. Really? Like, I, I don't know what I would do. Bro, I would jump from the, from the window. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, and I know like a lot of my friends like back home, back in Canada that are in a marriage that they are already just there, you know, just not to lose their, you know, their shirt on the, on the, uh, on the divorce. Or because of the children, they always find a reason why to stay. But there's, let's face it, they hate each other like 
hate each other passionately and being in that situation and then locking yourself you know yourselves against your will i i i don't know what i would do. honestly i don't know if i would i, I never hit a woman in my life but in this situation i, I, I don't know I, it could be yeah really people are driven to crazy things well it it kind of goes back to the you know how they say like during times of horrible economic collapse or recession people that have positioned themselves make the most money right so and people who don't see it coming or who who didn't position themselves well, properly get and i think the same goes for socially where i know so many guys that you know they, they were like yeah i'm just going to focus on work or you know they didn't put in the time or effort in their social life prior to corona and now that you know it's if tough to take alone, a now you're 10 times more alone yeah exactly you can't take a girl on a date because shit's closed girls are hesitant to meet and they're flaky because they don't want to get corona and bring it back to their you know parents or aging you're grandparents. already reflecting something that is not you know it's like psychologically like it's it's a it's a momentum i guess or whatever or like enough experience that when you when you even even in messages you when you talk in messages sometimes you know i feel that you're hesitant or you're uh or your uh thing so so if you didn't have this for the past 10 years you didn't practice your social skills your your you know just by typing sms like texting to to a girl and trying to get a, a like thing you already uh, um, uh, project uncomfortable uh, situation without you saying it she feels that you're totally. something is not a thing and it's gonna be very hard very hard for somebody that is not um, not even uh, like very good at it but just feeling comfortable with speaking with other girls and just just being yourself and being comfortable it's it's very uh very important but once you once you don't put in any effort to that and you always at home in front of a computer working yeah important stuff um once you don't practice just speaking and and just like communicating with people in corona times this will like come yeah. out 10 times more and it will be very hard like like I, I i really feel feel sorry for people like that and i would if i can help you will leave my uh information there when we're done yeah yeah for sure i'll drop that there yeah just to just to wrap up because yeah. i think we covered a lot of interesting points um one is don't change for a woman right um two is um you never know when the next pandemic or lockdown is happening so if you're in a position where it's not a lockdown don't neglect your social life because yeah. like if, if you do you're just going to be more lonely and more stuck that's kind of what we just talked about social life is not less important than making money exactly it's yeah. really it's part of you who you are and it's something that you can work on it's not you you don't have to say oh I'm, i was born shy i think i was born shy too but you yep. can change that. The more you talk, it's like riding a bicycle or, or doing anything. Uh, the more you talk, just people, and then you challenge yourself more. 
and more and more and more, that's who you become. So there's no reason for saying, oh, I was shy or I don't have any uh, uh, social skills. It's very easy. Just talk, talk to people, talk to this, always, you know, talk to other people, feel comfortable with who you are. That's all social thing is just be comfortable. Just, just speak. That's it. Yeah. Takes practice for sure. Well, cool, man. It's been fun as always. Let's uh, do this again soon. When are you coming back to, to the Holy Land? In the Kiev? land of milk and honey. Uh, probably like February, March, maybe later. We, we can stay for six months in Mexico. But uh, I want to get back and ski a little bit. So maybe come back uh, a little bit. Trip to Bukavel or something like that when you come back. Yeah, but after February, it's going to be too late. If you come back in January or something like that, there's tell our viewers here that Bukavel is like the Alps. Uh, it's like the black, black cold mountain in the in, uh, thing. It's like the local Ukrainian uh, ski uh, resort. Yeah, not bad. Let's come visit. Yeah. Or we could go to uh, Guadori, Gu Ori, Georgia. That's pretty good too. I heard about and that. Yeah. But you know, we go we go with 15, 20 girls, you know, you gotta buy plane tickets and stuff like that. Here we we catch the train. <laughs> Train's not good. Uh, all, right. Well, all right, cool buddy. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.